Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast, Sport and Life. How are you? Appreciate you hitting on the button. Thank you for your time as well. Thank you to the sponsors of Sport and Life as ever, Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations, the fine Bang & equipment you can see on their website, Bang & Cheltenham. Also, the Instagram account, some good videos of the latest Bang & headphones, speakers, that kind of stuff, B&O underscore Cheltenham. But above and beyond that, as the kind of spiel I said there suggests, through that company, Serene AV, can source you whatever brand that fits your vision, your budget. Just have a chat with Jason Briggs and his team housed in the courtyard around by me in Montpellier, but get the phone number of off the uh off the internet, do a Zoom, whatever it may be, for a consultation with Jason and can offer you some, I guess, honest and, and wide-ranging advice on the best equipment for you. may not be Bang Olufsen, but they offer a rounded service there. So get in touch with Bang Olufsen Cheltenham. Appreciate their support, particularly over the past year and the pandemic has allowed me to invest time in the podcast. And hopefully that's grown and, and improved in that period. You may have a different opinion, but hopefully hopefully you agree. Uh, thank you to them. Thank you to Cytoplan, food-based supplement company not far from here in the west of England in a beautiful village called Hanley Swan. Now, this uh, food-based supplements that my father has been involved in in terms of consulting, my father, Dr. Mark Draper, GP, general practitioner, doctor, and also with an area of expertise in nutrition, specifically micronutrition, fascinated as uh, not many are, but he certainly is with trace elements, selenium and zinc in particular, and their relative decreasing levels in UK soil due to the, the mass industrial farming of the past 70, 80 years or so post-Second World War. So he's always believed in supplementation, has worked with Cytoplan on, on several holistic multivitamins in particular. And one that he believes in and that I take every day is, is Immune Complete 2 to optimize my immunity, but it also has uh, trace elements in there, vitamin D3, vitamin B12, the key ones that sometimes we're lacking, particularly interesting as we as we decrease our caloric intake as well. Obesity is an issue, but generally we are eating less, consuming less, which means that we're getting less vitamins. And maybe that's another case for supplementation. And we'll talk about football, soccer specific supplementation in the course of this podcast with Mark Britton. But to get a discount with association with the podcast from Cytoplan, please head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. And the discount code is Draper10R, my last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Right on to the podcast then. Fascinating conversation with Mark Britton, who's a co-founder of Soccer Supplement, which are supplements specifically designed in terms of protein, caffeine, gels, carbohydrate with football in mind. And interestingly, as this conversation unfolds, it's not just professional footballers, including Harry Kane, who have an association with this company, but actually predominantly the, the customer base is the millions of people every day in the UK or every week in the UK in all around the world, hundreds of millions of people who play football recreationally, soccer, you may call it if you're listening in the States or or Australia. We'll have a joke about that. And sometimes how that's a loaded term in the UK. People, uh, people rile at it, but it certainly says what it is in terms of an international audience. And it's a fascinating conversation about the nutritional specificity of playing football and how we can all... I guess, whatever our level, try and look for those marginal gains in in our physical performance, in our five-a-side, our seven-a-side or 11-a-side football, whatever we're playing. So here he is, co-founder of Soccer Supplement. Really appreciate this chat with Mark Britton. Go. Mark Britton, welcome to the podcast, Sport and Life. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, it's really cool to speak to you. It's, it's kind of fusing, hopefully, two, two passions of mine, football and 
supplements this, the podcast is, has an association with a company called cytoplan which are food-based supplements my dad's a doctor who's worked as a consultant for them so it's always been an both an, an area of interest and, and passion particularly on my father's side around the supplementation um but it's you were telling me you sort of we didn't want to get too much into it which is a good thing before we started the podcast but it's been a very busy year albeit in the pandemic although there was that that three-month hiatus last year where i know myself included as someone who covers sport it was was a scary time Oh, it was terrifying. I mean, like we just finally, so as I was telling you earlier, but we're about three and a half, four years old and kind of the first year, year and a half of any business, you know, it's slow and you're building it up and then you finally get to a stage where, you know, you're really about to kick on and a pandemic hits and they cancel all football for a year. So, or for six months, whatever it was. And yeah, mm -hmm. we presented some problems because we did, it was quite funny. We'd actually just ordered like you know a bunch of stock in we'd got everything kind of replenished we'd add some new products we really were gearing up to having what we thought was going to be our biggest summer of 2020 <laughs> and then <laughs> it didn't work out so we had to pivot quickly and strongly which was yeah it was tough uh, mainly your clients we'll get into this origin story in a second but you, your clients mainly professional footballers or, or were they amateur because i guess amateur has still been hit throughout the, no, the it's last amateur. year yeah yeah club club sales probably only account for i don't know maybe 20 percent 15 percent of what we do like it's it's a small small part of it um the amateur footballer you're kind of every day or even your five a side player and that kind of stuff they are by far our, our biggest client base so where did where did the, the the idea come from? Was it that you were playing and, and thought it's something I need to to, to round up my performance and, and my health? What was the the origins of it? Because obviously the the market for supplementation. I know you've got whey protein specific to, to football on your website. That's that's been burgeoning, hasn't it? But it's an interesting kind of, I guess, um, kernel of an idea that it's something specific to football was needed. Well, that was really how it came about. So James, James Olsen, who's my business par partner, um, and he's the CEO and kind of founder of how, how this happened. James and I used to play football together. Mm. Um, we're on the same team in the same midfield, actually. And James is, is quite a lot older than me. He won't mind me saying. <laughs> um, but we had a cup final com coming up, and which we ended up losing on penalties. But we had a cup final coming up, and I think he was going into a store and he was just trying to find something that was meant for footballers. And he kind of walked in and had the conversation with the guy. I believe it was like a GNC or something. Mm. And they'd said, well, we've got this stuff, which is meant for your long distance runners and your, you know, cyclists and your swimmers. And we've got this stuff, which is made for people trying to get massive in the gym. <laughs> but there's nothing that caters for what is the number one sport in the world, you know, especially in the mm. UK. It just doesn't make sense why something like this isn't really catered for. So James kind of had like a bit of a eureka mo moment and he was like, okay, well, this is interesting. And then about three months later, we sat down, he, he sent me a text. Um, I've, I've never actually told many people this story, so it's quite funny. No, it was like January of 2016. And he was being like so suspect. It was so weird. And he was like, hey, can we like meet up and like have a chat? And I was like, okay, like James and I were mates, but we weren't close enough to go for dinner. Like it was a bit of a <laughs> And it was like, just meet me in Waterloo. We'll meet um, And it was like one of the restaurants up the top. Yep. So I did. I went down there after work one night and I met him and he like had this iPad presentation. He was like, I've got an idea for a business. Do you want to do it with, with me? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Here we go. And you're like, at this point, I had no idea what it was because I even said to him, I was like, can you send me across some information just so I can have a look at it? And he was yeah. like, no, no let's it, meet up. Did you have a background in nutrition at that point or anything? Or no, really background in football. Background in football. Yeah. So I worked in like, I worked in like um, branding and commercial for a couple of ex-players. So yeah. a couple of like FIFA legend type players. Um, and I was working with them from 2013 through 2014 World Cup. So I missed large 
periods of the season when we played together. Because, I, well, for example, I went out to Brazil for two months. Um, oh, so he wow. knew that I was working in football. And he was kind of like, I've got the background in, uh, his background was in finance and banking, essentially. Mm. So he was like, I've got this background, but don't really know football as much. So that was where he saw the tie-in coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we sat down at Waterloo, went to this presentation and it was like football nutrition market, the nutrition market generally, here's where I think we can come about. He had some rough sketches for what our initial products could be. And then it kind of started from there and it probably was about another 10, 11 months from there to when we actually founded the company, um, which was December 2016. And then, yeah, we just kind of grew from there. But that's that is the origin story of Soccer Supplement. Very cool. And so the first thing I suppose to figure out is what the requirements of football are. Is that where you went in, with it? Yeah. So we were lucky in that sense that between the two of us, we had a few contacts that worked in, in different parts of the game and we had access to, to kind of speak to people. And we we decided to approach it very like hands up, this isn't our, our area, so let's just learn. And what we did is we wrote to a couple of teams and we just said like, what products do you use? If you were to make them better, if you were to design them for football, what would it look like? And yeah. the answers we got were sensational because obviously everyone, I mean, I guess if I was a nutritionist at Football Club X and I was busy using a protein every single day that just didn't do exactly the job that I wanted it to do, my initial response would be to create something in my head that could work better. So we wrote to these people and they all came back to us in a couple of days, just being like, oh, well, I wish it had this. I wish it had that. I wish it had more protein. It was isolate. I went, you know, all those different mm. types of things. Then we had a similar conversation with Informed Sport, who's the anti-drugs body. Yeah. Um, they test all of that. And we basically said to them, well, if you were to package it a certain way, how would you want to package it? So mm. they were like, well, actually... I wouldn't really, they don't really like the big massive two kilogram tubs or the three kilogram tubs because there's a contamination risk every time you open it. Yeah. So we just went around the industry asking <laughs> everyone how they'd like us to do it. And then we did it that way, which seems really, really obvious. Yeah. But no one else was doing it. And I guess every good business idea sounds obvious when you look at it with hindsight. Like it's just, that's just how we approached it. Well, um, what, what do you think the key thing, the, 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 the thing that came back to you about what footballers need is was it protein recovery from exercise or was it things like vitamins extra extra kind of health enhancement we highlighted five main areas which we were going to do as whey protein a recovery which is just a protein plus um carbohydrate yeah a hydration drink so an isotonic kind of replacement and then a caffeine gel and an energy gel that was the five that we had highlighted as our starting product and that's kind of what we went out with yeah um and, and those are the most commonly used ones we then added a hydration tablet like a little electrolyte tap tablet quite quickly after that mm. um and then everything else off the back of that as we've kind of continued growing it's really been with in mind the next stage for us is and this is one of the things i'll ask clubs commonly now is okay well what what are we missing if you want to get everything from one place what else do we have to add to what we're doing so we've been adding things like nitrine shots and collagen shots and everything like that really yeah yeah how, how does a collagen shot help is what's the theory there collagen it helps with injury recovery and injury prevention so collagen okay. is one of the things in your body that helps you st stops you getting from injuries or it'll help you recover from an injury so just adding 20 grams 22 grams of collagen mm. into your diet it's just going to help with with that. I mean, we we've got a bit of a mantra here that like we can contribute two to three percent of your footballing ability. You know, so if, if you're if you're if your nutrition's right, if you're looking after yourself, we can add a little bit to your performance. And our mindset is that everything in sport is about adding two percent here and there instead of just trying yeah. to make little changes. But if you've got slightly better boots, you work out slightly longer, 
you get slightly more sleep. It's going to have this cumulative effect, which will make you better, faster, stronger. Mm. Yeah. Do you think there's generally a cultural more acceptance of supplementation across the board, whether it's everyday people or sports people? It seems to be a sense that actually with the science there, we can get those fine, those fine margins improved. It's getting there. It's getting there. I must admit, like one of the learnings we had, especially over the last two, three years, it's got much better in the UK. But like the football, especially the football landscape. So I'd say like cycling is one of the ones that's really up to date on yeah. nutrition. They, they all know that you can take an energy gel or you can take this and that when you're out and it'll help you with your endurance. But the football market, and I was part of it, we used to play football on a Saturday in our team. And then after the game, we'd go to the pub and have a pint. <laughs> yeah. You just do. And then you wonder why your legs are sore the next day. And there wasn't even that appreciation for, I could have a protein bar and a pint. It was like, no, I'll just have two pints then. And yeah. people go down that mindset where, you know, they do that and then they are walking into work the next day with a leg sore and, or they're wondering why, you know, they've got a six o'clock five aside game down at the local power league or whatever it may be. And, you know, they mm. need that little thing to give them a push. So they're, slamming an espresso and <laughs> those kind of things you know people are very in football it's very much about the short-term approach and that was one of the reasons why we were like let's approach this from an educational standpoint first help people learn and then then the business will grow off the back of it yeah i feel like amateur footballers in a sense you, you mentioned that the pint attraction and obviously you're not living as a footballer you don't you want you want to enjoy your life and have a few vices as well but in a sense when you've got a heavy workload you've got stress perhaps your sleep is threatened you maybe need a supplement more than maybe a professional footballer who's in that environment having a nuanced kind of treatment from from their staff particularly premier league footballers with the elite level of uh, of workforce they have at those clubs i suppose there is a sense that actually if you can give someone a, a shortcut to recovering well from a five aside ahead of a sunday game or whatever it might be that's that's probably even more positive isn't it yeah and it's just it's relevant to everyone no matter where they are you know so like a top player is going to see the benefits if they are you know, going through what they're doing. For them, it's all about, I'm going to be taking protein anyway. Why mm. is one protein better than the other protein, etc.? But for an amateur, sometimes just getting something in their body is going to have a massive benefit. I mean, as you just kind of touched upon, if you're going to have a pint, if you add a protein bar to that or a quick protein shake with your pint, it's going to make a difference. I mean, obviously, a beer is a beer. And there's also an element of that's kind of the footballing culture here. And we don't yeah. want to walk of the culture. And there's various team bonding things that I guess a post-match pint is going to do. But it's just that added thing of, you know, if we can just let people know that what they're taking will have a difference on their recovery, then maybe they might be more inclined to take a gel before the game instead of maybe having three coffees. Or maybe they'll be inclined <laughs> to have, you know, or look after how much that they ingest from a hydration standpoint because they might have an awareness of how much they sweat. So mm. I do think for the amateur education is as much important as it is to get the right products. And after you've been educated, I think so many people are just not really aware that, oh, well, I didn't know that if I just ate this thing before the match, I'll, I'll perform better. And that's a big thing for us as well. Yeah, just practically as well, thinking about it is when you go into wake up the next morning and you mentioned the muscle soreness, which comes on. I know it's like probably a day, a day and a half, often two days you get it worse. But if you go, if you're trying to get into the office, if, you, if you're sitting around in pain, if you're trying to get, carry your kid to, to the, the car, whatever it is. Actually, if you can do help something that aids your recovery, it aids your life, doesn't it? If you're an amateur footballer, it gets you back in the, the swing of normal life because sometimes it can be debilitating, particularly for a lot of people at the moment who haven't maybe played for a while. You, you get that first that first game in and you're you're in pieces oh without a doubt absolutely and, and what, what we tend to find as well is that teammates recommend us to other teammates so 
you know, like you get different types of footballers in every 11 aside team. And you mm. certainly get the ones, you get the certain ones who are we running around for 90 minutes and you get the certain ones, which I must admit is probably myself, <laughs> who in the Shabari. middle of the game, you can be like, oh, I'm going to take a five minute breather here. Like, and you're just going to, you know, you like take a more defensive position and you know you're knackered, you're trying to conserve your energy. And actually, if everyone was fitter, you would find your team would do better across the board. So we do get a lot of, especially on Instagram or on social media, you'll get teammates tagging other teammates being like, can you have a girl, please? Like basically calling each other out <laughs> on the park. Um, but yeah, so it, it definitely does. It makes a difference. Yeah, I feel like the caffeine gels, because I did sports science at Loughborough, uh, probably not far off, what, 18 years ago now, or something like that. So it's a long time, but the caffeine gel seems to be a fairly new development. We were talking a lot about carbohydrate replenishment, electrolytes and, and hydration and things like that, but it wasn't a big thing. The idea of the caffeine gel is something you take beforehand. Is that right? To spur you into, into being active? Absolutely, yeah. So taking it kind of half an hour before a game will give you a real boost. And it's also got like, it's got some some beta alanine in it, which a lot of people know from various pre-workouts. Mm. Um, but again, it gives you that little tingle, which has even, uh, there is a, a tingle that you get with it, which is from taking the beta alanine, but it also has that placebo effect that because you feel the tingle, it makes you be like, right, it's game time, I'm ready. <laughs> so a lot of people report back that feeling of, oh, I can feel it working, when actually they probably can't feel it working. It's just that sensation yeah. is working, but it's good for mindset. But uh, the caffeine gel has been really, really popular. And I'd probably say that's our biggest seller with professionals. Is that, um, a gel, is that a gel you drink or you rub on your muscle? Is that Which is one of the most common questions that we have. Yeah. Um, no, you drink it. You definitely drink it. People, oh, okay. We had... We had someone about two years ago write to us on Instagram being like, um, the caffeine gel's not working. Like I wrote oh, it no. on my and it's not doing it. <laughs> but obviously, like, I don't want to laugh at people, but it's yeah. just like tongue in cheek funny. So we ended up writing back to them and being like, no, no, you ingest it. And then we had to change our packaging to be like, drink this before the game. But it's the, it's the, it's the word gel, isn't it? I suppose football cr culture, you think about like deep heat rubs and stuff that you used to put yeah. on, particularly in the winter before you went out there. It's interesting how that, yeah, just the kind of... Um, the confusion that comes while it's not commonplace so it's still relatively relatively new yeah exactly but like it's definitely something that we kind of make sure that all of our all of our visuals and all of our social and stuff show people ingesting it definitely yeah ingesting. so but you know it's an interesting question it just reminds me of when we had that that instagram dm oh yeah <laughs> yeah poor poor guy he's just uh yeah there for hours just waiting for that buzz to, buzz to kick in it's interesting <laughs> It's interesting. Like, we can't get it off as well. That would have been quite like imagine doing, trying to get that off pitch side. So if you're starting your eleven aside game, you've just smeared a yeah a gel all over your leg essentially. Yeah, it's not the one. It's the sort of thing that can catch on as well because suddenly people think, oh, hang on a minute, he's doing that. Maybe this is the uh, the answer as well. So it's good that you put him right, and uh, hopefully yeah. he's on on the right path. Now it's interesting with caffeine though, isn't it? You, as you get older and you think about sleep and health and stuff, you you wonder. I think about some of those games I used to play. It was a period when I was working on the radio station at Absolute Radio on the sports desk, and I had to get up at four in the morning. And I remember I'd sometimes be playing five aside at ten o'clock at night, and you'd have um, this buzz afterwards. So I suppose caffeine—you have to sort of, uh, I guess, calculate what time you're playing and things like that, and whether you're going to try and sleep afterwards. Because it's always hard to sleep after you've played a late night game. I find. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's one of the things actually that we've looked into more and more. So we found out caffeine clearance is about six hours. So it is something, and there are certain foods that you can take which will help with caffeine clearance. So it will help break down caffeine quicker in your body. And it's kind of, we're, we're doing a bit of research into that and we're actually going to bring out some caffeine papers soon. And again, it's more about the education and we want to try and include that more and more because one of the problems we're having, or not problems, but like problems that clubs have 
is like if you've got a 745 Champions League game type thing, mm. you know, like your players, they might want the caffeine because they're going to like sit and they're ready to game and they're ready to perform. And you yeah. have some professional players that will have two caffeine gels before the game, which wow. the idea of that to me is like, I'm like, I could not even, like, that is crazy. How many but, coffees would it equate to? Do you think? Uh, one caffeine gel is about two and a bit coffees. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's roughly rough milligram caffeine of a coffee. I think 90 to 100 and ours is 200 milligrams of caffeine. Wow. So two would be five coffees before a game. Yeah. Two, two would be about five coffees. But the thing is, like, some people do react really well to caffeine and some people don't. Like, I find if I have caffeine after three, four o'clock, it'll affect my sleep at nighttime. Yeah. But also, it's that thing of it's a pinch of salt. Like, if I was a professional footballer, I probably would manage caffeine a lot better, you know, like, and they yeah. feel what their bodies can take and what they burn through. Um, but no, ca- caffeine and sleep is certainly something really interesting. And, and people's people's relationship with sleep, particularly in the UK and around about sport, is quite interesting. A lot of people mm. don't realise how important it actually is, the sleep that you get versus performance. So it is something that we're really trying to get trying to get yeah. big on. Again, it's all about education for us. Yeah, that's, an, that's, a, that's personally actually something that, because I said, studied sports science, my father's a doctor, and I was always aware of the importance of exercise, good diet, and, and things like that. But then I've you know read this research and listened to uh, Matthew Walker, I think from the University of Berkeley, he's written a book about sleep and listened to interviews with him. And he's saying this is the foundation of, of all health and, and fitness and well-being, mental and, and physical. So that's been a wake up call for me in my late 30s. Suddenly you start to think about these things. And actually, yeah, caffeine, because I work shift work, caffeine starts to, to feature in that. You need a bit to get a buzz, but you don't want to be up all night afterwards. And I suppose football is like you say, that's a, a key component, isn't it? Because you're not have, you don't have a game in isolation in the Champions League. You're then traveling through the night getting back to then maybe play another game in a couple of days, particularly the last year in professional football has yeah. been so manic. I find footballers relationship with sleep is fascinating to me, like how they can just clock off for an hour during the day. Mm. And they'll do that. Like, so like like napping culture and stuff I've been told recently is quite popular. So a player will finish training at like 11, say if they're doing like a morning thing and then they'll, they'll sleep for an hour in the mm. afternoon. And I find myself being like, obviously they know how important it is, but just their ability to switch off and kind of get into a place where they can rest I find it fascinating and probably one of the things about football which isn't as commonly discussed is how much that they will take naps, you know, like will rest, how much they'll sleep, how much they really do block out and credit to not just them, but their families as well. I know it's something that's, you know, they will have their eight hour sessions where it's like, right, off I go. I'm going to do my sleep. I've got a game tomorrow. And particularly those players who have kids and stuff, you know, like babies. Yeah. Like yeah. It's a sacrifice for them to try and tie all that in. So, yeah, absolutely. Relationship with sleep is fascinating. And what we do from a caffeine standpoint, well, so it is a large dose of caffeine. It's a large dose of caffeine based around a game day. Mm. We also, you know, like when players are doing training and stuff, the caffeine gels don't tend to be as commonly used, um, but it tends to be a really, really popular one on a match day. Yeah, I don't know if you know if you know the answer to this, but is caffeine like carbohydrate, like glucose, in the sense that if you are doing something, you use more of it? Does that make sense? And if you're, if you're active... Because I often find that caffeine for me, I can feel it more if I'm at work because I've got a purpose to direct it towards. Whereas when on holiday, I can have a coffee after dinner and then go to sleep because my, I'm not stimulated generally. I don't know whether that's true that you can maybe use it up more by playing or I guess you're more fatigued afterwards anyway. So the sleep may be easier. So I actually done like recently, now have there any nutritionist lessons that like they could easily go for me here, but I've read that book, Why We Sleep, which mm. is, I can't remember who wrote it, but I was reading that and he was going into it in a bit of detail and ended up being fascinated by it. But I never knew previously, again, if anyone else is listening to this and does know this, suck eggs and all that. Like, <laughs> this is this is my mindset. Um, 
so I didn't realize that caffeine, essentially all it does is it blocks your brain from telling you that you're tired. So caffeine uh, is essentially a block. So it doesn't add anything to you. It's just you've got a bit of your brain that says I'm tired and a bit of your brain that listens. Uh, and all it does is block that. Wow. So once your body breaks down caffeine, that's why you get the crash is because you, you were tired. You've just stopped your body from telling you you were tired, but you were always tired. Mm. Hence, you've, you can't, so do you know what I mean? It almost like numbs yeah. the receptor as opposed to giving you anything extra. That, that mindset of it gives you energy is actually not true. It just stops the part of your brain that tells you that you're tired. So it's equivalent to a painkiller in a sense, isn't it? The painkiller would kind of, yeah. The pain's pain, still yeah. there. You're still in pain. It's just telling you now that you're not sore anymore. It's it's that kind of mindset. Um, it also caffeine will numb your central nervous system. So again, if you do have little injuries and stuff like that, it does have that numbing effect where it convinces mm. you that actually you're fine. Um, which again, it's that thing of where you get the crash afterwards type experiences because that's essentially what it's doing is it's just blocking. It's not actually fixing anything. Yeah, um, and it's the yeah, and the body, the body breaks it down. It's enzyme C1A1P2, I think it is, is the enzyme that breaks it down in your body. And that's the one that for take time. So you can kickstart that enzyme quickly. So you wow. can, for example, um, things like char-grilled chicken or broccoli or cauliflower will increase the production of that enzyme. Ah. So eat those kind of things as a post-match meal. Um, this is actually, this is like spoiler alert for some of the research that we're doing, but it's interesting. Um, no, it is good, yeah, because we all, we all struggle with that sleep thing sometimes after a, a midweek game at night. Yeah, so char-grilled meat, um, and then, yeah, we'll char-grilled anything actually, and then, yeah, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, those types of things will increase the production of that enzyme, which will help break down caffeine quicker, so you can reduce the half the half-life of caffeine. Um, similarly, there's other things you can do which increase the half-life of caffeine um, for the same respect. It's just fascinating for me. Yeah, it sounds like you've learned a heck of a lot. Like you're almost on the path to becoming a nutritionist without the formal education. I would never make such claims because no. I have so much to learn. <laughs> but 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 I I am continually willing to learn. I'm continually like you know I pick up stuff when I chat to different guys all over kind of clubs all over the country. And over the last three four years, you you do end up picking up a lot more from it. You know, and even if it's just like really simplified versions of it. Yeah. So like I'll know the buzzwords or whatever it is like. I'll ask people or our nutritionists that we work with, I'll be like, hey, this keeps being mentioned. What does this do again? And they'll break it down. There's loads of buzzwords and stuff like that that you hear around it. And it's handy to know what's actually relevant, what's not. But I always default back to our nutritionists. If anyone's got any kind of in-detailed comments, I'll be like, I'll come back to you. And I think <laughs> even if I know the answer, I tend to just be like, let me come back to you just to triple check. And it's, again there's an element of, I don't want to give anyone bad advice, you know? So like, it's mm. going to think I'm never going to kind of put my head above the, above the parapet just in case. Um, but no, I've learned a fair amount and I've, I've got my knowledge quite, quite good about this. And a lot of friends will come to me with various things, but yeah, I mean, sleep's, sleep's a really good, good one. That's a mm. good place to start with anyone. It's, it's funny though, isn't it? With, with nutrition, because it's, I mean, this probably applies to lots of areas of life but the more you know the less you know the more you're aware of what you don't know and, and, and the sort of different views the different opinions on what's important and what's not and it's it's trying to get those principles but being adaptable and open isn't it? I suppose with soccer su supplement that's something probably you've got in mind that if new evidence comes to light you tweak things and it seems like it's very much in a state of evolution I did a nutrition course recently but it was still very much like the government website do these you know have grains have this have that and you think actually a lot of people are saying we shouldn't have grains so it's a lot more complicated than than maybe you can't really fix it in the way you can physics and the rules of gravity and things like that especially because everybody's different as well which also doesn't help you know so like the the 
nutritional needs of a female and a male might be completely different or a teenager and an adult will be different or professional and an amateur football will be different. And what I find is that you speak to two nutritionists, they're very rarely like they're aligned, but they're not the same. They'll, they'll have things that they prioritize and things that they think are fads. So you're kind of having to, to, to go between them and kind of box it and get something that works for everyone and kind of like tweak the dosages so that everyone's happy or, you know, one club might have two of it, one club might have three, one club might have none. So it's that thing of no one's ever right. And no one's ever, and even if you are right, you're usually not right after six months. Something <laughs> come around and someone else is, yeah, it, it's complicated, especially when your lead time, you know, if we create a new product, it might take us three to six months to do it. And we've had times before where we've started making a product. Um, it, was, it was Cherry Active, actually. Cherries are really popular. So Cherry Active is like a drink that a lot of players take. And then we were like two months into making it and our nutritionist turned to us and he was like, cherry's kind of going away now. People are moving towards blueberries more. Oh, and we wow. were like, fantastic. And then blueberries just seem to have gone away now and everyone's back to cherries again. And we're like, oh, for goodness sake, like, how, do you, how do you keep up football? You have to prioritize things. There's a fashion, isn't there? Fashion element to it. It's interesting. Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember speaking to someone who sold blackberries so she was a farmer and she was saying oh, blackberries are just as good as blue is when blueberries were really buzzing about 15 years ago in popular culture and being sold everywhere it's like she was saying blackberries have got great great nutritional components as well they're just not as, as well publicized or well branded at the moment so it's uh, it's interesting components and something you alluded to which is always fascinating as well which doesn't take away from the effect of supplementation but it's certainly complementary is, is the buzz that we get if we believe we're taking control um don't we as well um so it's uh, it's a sense of um, you know if we if we if we feel like we're looking after ourselves, then it gives us a, a boost in performance and how we feel. And, and I guess that's not just with supplements. I mean, if you buy yourself David Beckham's football boots and then you whip in a cross, there's a little bit of you that goes, "Yeah, I'm Beckham now." Like you know I mean? <laughs> it's tapping into that mindset that a lot of people do get that where. You know, like when you start taking care of your body, start taking care of performance or start taking care of any element of that, you know, like you will have a kind of combined placebo effect that goes alongside it. And that's the same for, you know, they say things like just joining a gym or like just getting to mm. getting yourself to the gym. Once you're there, you feel better for it. And there is that element of, you know, once you invest in supplementation and you invest in looking after your diet, one of the first things you tend to notice is that they then also help themselves in the kitchen yeah it's that sense of like once you commit to spending on that and this is an area that you want to try and improve you will just subconsciously knock it on because you find yourself being like well what's the point of me buying these energy gels if i'm then just going to buy three chocolate bars so they tend <laughs> to look, so you get the double win yeah because you know people are looking like people become more conscious of it and more aware of it you start yeah you start living a healthier life all around that once you make one change it's almost like a kind of a stepping stone towards a sort of all-round not better future, but you know what I mean—a kind of more health no, exactly. conscious future. Yeah, performance. yeah. And, and that's the thing. And like, I like to think that I probably represent the amateur footballer quite well. Like, I like playing football, despite working in nutrition. I probably don't look after myself the way that I should. Like, I like I I feel the benefits when I take the products, and I'm just lucky the fact that I can just send myself some if I need them. But like, yeah, it's that thing of like I'm I'm very aware of kind of what the benefits are, and I find myself being you know if we're playing football we play like eight, eight aside me and a bunch of mates and like sometimes i'll just give gels to my team <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong but i'm like oh, anything to win but like we notice the benefits and you do you do get the buzz and you do feel yourself having that extra step so it's definitely worth it how tough have you found it not being able to play i don't know how often you weren't able to play for because i know it's nuanced because i had an indoor game that i played in every week which has been kind of off since this time last year so it's been a long way i played recently at a goal center outdoors and it was just 
it was joyous to play football again. It was a long, a long time. I don't know how, how have you found the past year. Oh, it's, it, it wasn't nice. I'll be honest. Like it's just you get so used to having you know your weekly kicker, and I was the same. I was in a five-a-side league. Um, and it was just good fun. I used to play twice a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and I just enjoyed it. And I found that as soon as I got back, my touch was an absolute shambles. <laughs> this is a, like your fitness just goes so quickly. And it's that thing of you really feel like you're back to square, square one. And I know what everyone did their different things during lockdown. You know, some people did their running challenges or some people just did, I don't know, Joe Wicks workouts, whatever it may be. Like it was more a case of for me getting back out, out there, I was like, right, let's try and find how to control a football again. And I felt yeah. like I was six years old. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant, I know people do meditation, mindfulness is big at the moment. For me, it's it's a meditative experience, isn't it? A good game of football, it takes you away from the, the stresses of everyday life. And I suppose for you now running this business. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It, it just helps. It gives you something else to focus on. It's a little bit like you're like an animal chasing a ball, like a tennis ball. Is that? But you only have a focus for the game. Yeah, and it's can't think. Yeah. That break from everything you're doing and times it by just, you know, not sitting in front of a laptop screen all day or whatever it may be or being on various meetings. And it's just, it's a bit more personal too. Like I like the fact that you can just see other people and just experience mm. some stuff. It was, yeah, it's interesting. Certainly, certainly been missed. Yeah, even when you're jogging, it's things like you can in lockdown. There's still time to think about what you got to do tomorrow. The meetings coming up, like you say, your shift or whatever it may be. It's it's interesting that when you when you are immersed chasing that ball, there is no time to, to deliberate or think. Particularly in five side, I find because it's so it's so full on. It's it's a great experience. I wanted to quickly touch on the protein element of it. What is the the nuance of protein for footballers versus, I guess, the mass market products? Because it's a buzz industry, isn't it? But I suppose a lot of people in wider society and other sports are trying to bulk. You know, rugby players, American footballers, whereas football, it's a it's a complex one because you're getting recovery, but I suppose you you look at modern footballers, the professionals, they're so slim and, and petite. Yeah, so the, the biggest thing, I don't think many footballers would thank you for calling them petite, by the way. <laughs> well, live, well, I don't know, what, what's slender, you svelte? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> light, light, relatively light, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Street, streamlined, speedy, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so protein with us, so protein is... You get various different types of protein, but then you also get, you know, it's more about the dosage and how much you take. So a footballer, for example, we've been told that the, the ideal scenario is around about 30 to 32 grams of protein. And then you just want to vary it out between you have your concentrates and you have your isolates. So isolates about a third of the fat and about 10% more protein. So for mm. us, it was about getting the highest quality protein with the highest or the best dosage you can get. Um, and then obviously doing all the informed sport testing, anti-drug testing and stuff like that that you'd want. And then having it in a packet, which is perfect for, you know, non-contamination, et cetera, et cetera. So you do get some, and again, with all due respect to these other companies and who they're aiming it at, but if I was someone who was just going to the gym and I was just trying to get bigger, whatever it may be, and you know, they're consuming protein at a rapid rate, you're having two, three scoops a day, yeah. I'd probably happily buy a big three kilogram tub that's not batch tested, which is 20, or 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's a concentrate because you're just like, get my protein in and that's yeah. your bit. I want the gains as opposed to for us having that pouch, which is or having that, you know, smaller packet, 500 grams, one kilogram bag with a higher quality isolate, which has got your scoop set serving, which is really, you know, spot on to that 32 grams. That's really what we were looking for when we did it. And the biggest one for us is flavor. Mm. Um, we find that flavor is just so important. And a lot of people will compromise flavor in exchange for, you know, if you're able to get a cheap protein, then you can just kind of add some flavoring to it. And you don't really care where that flavoring comes from. It's very easy to just churn out a product, which is, six or seven quid you know like yeah and, and again 
all the kind of all the praise for them it's a very different market to what we're going after we're going after the people who you know a lot of people in football will happily spend 100 pounds 150 pounds on a pair of boots they'll happily spit by the right shin pads that mold to their <laughs> shin right you know like people do yeah. take mostly yeah. if they're good and there's there's a lot of people that play football i think it's something like seven million people play football once a week in the uk oh fantastic so a lot of people that take, take it seriously so there's a lot of there's a lot of different kit bags that need filling there. And a lot of people will put funding into performing better. And, you know, it's like any sport. You want to be better than your mates. You want to you want to win the game. You want to have bragging rights for that week. So it's really tapping into that. Okay, well, if that's where your values lie, how can we help you achieve that? And that's where we believe we fit in. Yeah, any any little helps. Definitely work on your touch. But as you say, it's uh, every, every little benefit is is a positive as well. What, what's the process like of getting it made, the, the supplements? Because that must have been the next step for you guys when you after the, the meeting in 2016. Yeah, so we did lots of like kind of trying to find the right manufacturers and going through the right tasting process and the right samples. And we had some we had some truly hilarious sampling um, <laughs> processes. So one of them, we were making a collagen product. Um, and it was a fish collagen that we were using. So crustacean um, was kind of the basis for the collagen. So obviously you're trying to mask that flavor the best yeah. way because no one wants a mouthful of fish. Hmm. Um, and we experimented with lots of different flavors. So one of the ones we experimented with was mint. And genuinely, imagine you had a toothpaste made out of fish. It was <laughs> one of the most revolting things. So we obviously didn't go down that route. We ended up going for a berry flavor, but it's that kind of process. So we contacted manufacturers, got loads of samples down, and then we start sending out the samples to various players at different levels, getting their feedback from it. And that's yeah, that time and process has to be reflected, obviously, as you say, in the price as well, doesn't it? So that's that's what people are buying in a sense is that is that time and energy. Yeah, and the thing is, like, we're we're definitely competitive with the market. It's not as if we're miles above, but it's more that thing of we will happily take the extra time to make sure that our protein's the highest grade, to make sure that our packaging's the best, to make sure that our product testing from an anti-drugs perspective is uh, is the best process in the world. So we really do make sure that everything we do is the best because we've always had this, and this is one thing that I've been incredibly proud of is that we've always had a global mindset. That's why we called ourselves Soccer Supplement. You know, it's called football in the UK, but Soccer Supplement one good bit of alliteration. Yes. It was always with that global mindset of growing over time. And it was the same reason why we used informed sport testing. You know, it, it is a slightly more expensive testing program than anything else. It is does require you to, to kind of do it in batches, but it does mean that you have a testing program which is accepted on a global basis. Everyone knows it. Everyone recognizes it. The Premier League teams like it. They know it. So it's very safe. And it's something that, yes, I mean, that does reflect in the price, obviously, but it's something that we've been conscious to be like, no, we're not going to be a race to the bottom type company that's just focused on price. It is going to be about quality and really tap into that, you know, people that are willing to spend money on a pair of football boots, people that are willing to spend money on the gym memberships, et cetera, et cetera. It's those types of people who are going to take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth your time. It's certainly, you have to target that, that audience. It's funny the name with soccer supplement and how loaded words can be in, in terms of the UK in particular. You look at the, the etymology and the history of these things. It actually was an English term till I guess before our lifetimes, but it was a common term for football in this country from a, it came from the word association, didn't it? I believe it's the history of it. It's kind of sock out of there because there's so many footballs back in the day in Victorian times, rugby football, rugby league football, American football, they had to differentiate it. But it's interesting how that, that raises now. It's almost an anti-American xenophobia sometimes around that term, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, every time we do a photo shoot down at West Ham, 
every single time all the players start putting on their best American accents and they're like, oh, it's soccer supplement here. And you're like, every time you go in there and you're just, it's good fun and stuff, but they're always like, whenever they're doing photo shoots, they always like to pretend that they are Midwestern cowboys or something like that. And they're like, <laughs> bottles around and they're always like, soccer is here, soccer supplement. But yeah. it's all no, I think it's, it, it's it, but you know exactly what it is as well, because you might be confused with the word football if you saw it, it maybe in American football. It's interesting. It's it's good, I think. And, uh, football supplement just doesn't ring the same, you know? No. So like, and they couldn't think of a word for supplement that starts with an F. So soccer, again, it's, it's to be fair, it was called soccer supplement before, before, so when James brought it to me and he was like having the chat with me, it was soccer supplement at that point. So the, 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 the name's all with him. Well, we got soccer Saturday on Sky and, you know, we use soccer quite a lot. So, you, so it's, I think it's a, a good, it's a good word for, for fitting into titles of things. Definitely. And it, it tells you exactly what it is. And it's not just the Americans, is it? The Australians call it soccer. It's all the English language speaking countries, basically, apart from us tend to call it something different, Canada. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting. But what about, what about you? Are you, are you sort of, um, are you still, still keen on the football? Are you still, which team do you follow as well? So I am a Rangers, so I'm, I'm Scottish, but I've lived in London for like the last, 10 15 years so like i was a rangers fan growing up yeah um and when i moved down here i started going to Ar arsenal games more and more and then we started working with harry kane so now i am being transformed into a tottenham fan which I i'm putting up a lot of resistance <laughs> i still get a lot of different text messages from his team whenever he scores against us and stuff like that and i always meet it with an eye rolling emoji but i am I'm, I am an Arsenal fan, and then all of all of our partner clubs as well. I want to see them do very well. Um, the, so the, the England captain Harry Kane. Then you're not you're not tempted to follow England in the summer, then presumably. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm categorically not. Like I think well, I spoke to him the other day, and I was like, I really want him to score two goals in a dramatic three-two loss. Like <laughs> I, I want him to do well, but like I, I I don't want him to beat us at Wembley. Like I just can't handle it. I would. It was quite funny actually. We were talking about the Scotland-England game from a couple of years ago at Hampden, you know, where Griffiths scored two goals and then Kane yeah. scored one. So this is one of the first times that I met the Kane team and we were chatting about it. And I was like, they were talking about me being Scottish and how their proudest day in history, because that was actually when Harry scored at the end, that was um his first game as England captain, which oh, I didn't wow. know. Because I'm obviously, I'm, I was in the stands and I was looking at it from a Scottish standpoint. Like Griffiths mm. scoring two goals, made it 2-1. And I was joking and I was saying when Harry scored at the end of the game, that was probably the saddest moment in my life. <laughs> like, I was so, so gutted when he scored. But they were like, that was one of our proudest, like, because it was his yeah. equalising goal against Scotland at Hampden, first game as England captain to rescue a point. And it was just, so it's so interesting how you kind of, that's one of the things I love about football is there's always different narratives depending which perspective you're looking at it from. Yeah. Um, but for the summer at the same time, like I just think he should rest up for that game, focus on the Czech Republic match, <laughs> and just, just, you know, let us play, let us play. Yeah, well, that's good that you got that attitude as well, that you've, you've been able to kind of uh, embrace that relationship, because sometimes one of the funny things as you get older, and it, yeah, it's definitely gone from my Arsenal, but I remember being a kid and the football tribalism of not wanting to go into school after Manchester United lost because there was a Blackburn Rovers fan who would poke fun <laughs> at me at a time when Blackburn were, this is when I was about 12, when Blackburn were flying and they won the title in 95. So it's it's, it's a funny game, but it's, as you get older, you, you, you hopefully get less tribal about it, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm continually trying to get Harry to join Rangers. Like I'm, I keep talking to him and they're like maybe when he's 35 36 and I'm like think about it you'd be great up front with Morelos oh yeah I also asked Paolo Diabala's commercial guy if he's got a Scottish granddad 
Um, I was just curious <laughs> for the Euros. I was like, if Che Adams has, maybe. I was thinking maybe there's a Paolo McDiabalagan on there, but no. So I'm, I'm always trying to work as an undercover agent with any of the players that we work with and see what we can see what we can do. But so yeah. far, weirdly, he doesn't fancy turning his back on Messi in his hometown to come and play uh, for Clark Scotland. Rangers are buzzing now. You've got Jermaine Defoe, another Tottenham old boy there as well as a reserve for Morelos. It's, it's been a great season. Yeah, it's been really good. It's been really good. And I said, it's one of those ones where, like, we so we work with the Scottish national team, which is great because one of the places you still do get that tribalism in football is definitely the old farm. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's the kind of thing where we've had opportunities to work with one club or the other. And I'm still, I've been reluctant because I know basically, unless you work with both of them, you're going to be hated by half the city. They won't and, let you work with it both, will they? Or, or, or are they? No, no, you can work with both, but it just becomes something that you have to be very. If anything, it's probably preferred. I know like Cadbury's did a deal with both and so did Glasgow Airport did a deal with both. But I remember Cadbury's announced one club before the other. And for that one day, the other team were like binning chocolate bars and stuff like that. <laughs> crazy. Oh, wow. I'm very happy to be like, we work with the Scottish national team. I can promote Christy as much as I can promote Jack. You know, I can just be like, we're in the yeah. middle of Switzerland and this and we can just... Yeah, keep it keep it that way. Very, very happy to. But I know, you know, obviously working with Harry at Tottenham, at like Sod's Law is that he'll end up at Celtic and I'll just have to deal with him. <laughs> well, it's but that's interesting. That relationship with Harry Kane's a bespoke relationship that's not through Tottenham Hotspur. And that doesn't really surprise me if that's the case because he's always see, see, struck me as someone that's been so diligent and focused on being the best he can be. And in some senses, a, a late developer. And people talk about his application on loan at different clubs at different levels and how he worked so hard to become this finished product or maybe not finished product. Maybe he'll say he's still evolving. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, his whole team and everything that he does is absolutely sensational. I mean, obviously, we work with lots of different footballers and, and generally professionals across the board is always there. But the diligence of Harry's team, when we got introduced to them, it was probably about this time last year, maybe a little bit before that. And, um, you know, it was it was an interesting concept to them because obviously we are a business in football. So it was something that there's, there's already an automatic tie in. And I think our first initial conversation with them was all around product. It was it was just, hey, do you want to try out these products? Let's have a look at the business. What do you think? Maybe become an ambassador. But they mm. took they took the best part of a month, month and a half worth of looking at products, sitting down with his nutritionist, going through it in detail, speaking to other professionals around the league and making sure that we were legit in what we said we're going to do. And obviously he's going to do that because him putting his name to a brand, he's going to want to make sure he does his due diligence. But at the same time, we found it really impressive, just the the real level of detail that they did go into. Yeah. Um, but also to come out of that the other side with Harry as an ambassador, I think speaks testaments to how good we're actually doing. And it is something that I'm very proud of, is the fact that we've made a business that's made some of the top footballers in the world not only want to work with us, but actually put their name against it and really, you know, text their friends, recommend us to others, come and join. You know, and it's, it's a good seal of approval. Mm. Yeah, well, it's a massive seal of approval. I think it's even more of a seal of approval, as you say, if he's done that due diligence. In a way, it's it's more of a kind of a rubber stamp of, of that relationship. And it's great that, you know, to see his, his picture adorning adorning the website as as well. If you had any conversations, you probably can't tell us what's happening to Harry this summer because I'm a Manchester United fan, as I mentioned. So it would be fantastic if he came to us. But I'm not sure we've got the, the funds to, to buy him at the moment. <laughs> I'm just trying to get him to Rangers. That's the only thing that I'm focused on right now. It's the only thing that I can possibly talk to him about is just trying to get him up to Ibrox. I think he looked really good in blue. <laughs> well, he's a wonderful rounded footballer. So I think wherever he goes, if he stays at Tottenham and moves on, it's, it's going to be great to, to see him. And I know as an Englishman, it would be, be fantastic to watch him at the Euros. Hopefully he's fit for that and, and, and carries on throughout it. Um, 
Mark, wrap it up by just telling us where, where we can go, because it's pretty straightforward. It's a good name, like you say. It's a pretty straightforward web address, isn't it, to, to get the supplements? Yeah, so Soccer Supplement, type it into Instagram or Twitter. You'll find us there. Um, our DMs are always open, so anyone that's got any kind of nutritional advice or anything like that they want, by all means, get in touch with us. Um, and then again, website, www.soccersupplement.com. You can find everything you want there. And yeah, we'll and everything you need from a football standpoint. There's also loads of different blogs and things like that. So if you want to learn a little bit more about what, how, how you can improve your game from a nutrition standpoint, then everything you need to be found is there. And do you do you think that you, are you in stores as well? Is that because it's interesting for new businesses? Is that I'm, tr- I'm trying to think about the high street? Is it just a sort of anecdotal? It's interesting. To see, is that still a goal to be in the, the health food stores or is that less so now? Work in progress. Obviously, can't go into too much detail, but we had a couple of deals lined up and then COVID hit and all the stores shut down. So we're just yeah. back around in terms of getting them re- restocked. We are stocked in. For example, GNC in Mexico and some other retailers across the US. Like it's, it's we've got various high street presences there, and then again that is growing out. It's just something that in the UK nothing's official just yet, but by August we should be in quite a few high store places. But yep. yeah, so website's the best place to get us right now. Fantastic, and it's good to see actually high street opening up because there's some sort of doomsday projections last year that maybe they never would, and we, we go completely online. But I think there is something that's said to, for perusing things and, and actually for going into a health food store and having time to read a box may, may be a boost to, to your business as well. I can imagine that would be great advertising in, in of itself. Yeah, I mean, accessibility is always key. One of the things we we really do, we really did try and increase was that, you know, we have presence like a next day delivery. You can now find us on Amazon as well. So accessibility is such a major part of football nutrition because a lot of people, you know, I think when people buy their isotonic drink or whatever it may be, it tends to be at a petrol station on the way to the game. You know, it's kind of like a last minute thought. So we try and do a lot of our email shops and our kind of online posts around about that Thursday so that you've got it by your Saturday or like Sunday to be like, are your legs hurting? Here's why, Come and buy <laughs> you know, like we, so we, we yeah. tend to try to time it like that to try and make sure the accessibility is there. Um, but yeah, everything we, we do, order it with us and you'll get it next day. So it's very much like quick off the mark. Make sure that you can get it. And it's authentic because you you both play recreational football. Would you be tempted to do another sport? I guess you'd, you'd have to try and take it up with you to see how good it was if you were testing the, the products. So from a purely business standpoint, so again, this is that in between do we rub gels in our legs? Um, this is <laughs> the one that I get the most commonly from friends, family, and anyone is like, well, why don't you do other sports? But it's like, if we started doing other sports, it would take away mm. kind of the entirety of our USP. The sense is that we do everything tailored for football. So whenever we make any product, we speak to five teams, we ask them how they want it better. We only really care about football. And I think as long as you have to, as soon as you start looking at, okay, well, what does a footballer and a rugby player want? You can probably compare the physicality of like a winger or, or like a fullback to a footballer. Mm. But by the time you start looking at the pack or you start looking at, you know, people like that, you're going to have a completely different nutritional kind yeah. of break. And I think one of the reasons why we've been able to be so successful so quickly is because we know that we are football first and foremost. And, and that's all it is. So we don't have to cater for 20 different sports, which means we don't have to dilute the kind of, I don't want to say the quality of our product, but we don't have to dilute the focus of our product into multiple different range because the nutritional needs of, for example, a footballer will run, a pro footballer runs 10 to 12K a match. Yeah. If you're a long distance runner, you know, you could be going for hours and hours and hours. Mm. So you do need to have perhaps a single source of carbohydrate in your gel because you want it to drip feed you energy over a six hour period. For us, we need that energy to get into you very, very quickly. I need you to burn through it in 45 minutes to 90 minutes. So yeah. one of the biggest reasons that we pick up business is because 
If we look at our competitors and you look at our gel and you compare the two of them next to each other and you say, well, which is going to get into your body faster? And it's a really easy question yeah. because if you're using a competitor gel and the energy doesn't get to you for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, it's kind of pointless to take it at halftime. All you've got is you're just really buzzing when you're in your post-match show. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Really yeah, works, It works really well for us. You know, everything we do is focused on football. And to be honest, with the seven, eight million people playing in the UK, I think there's 300 million people play weekly worldwide. Wow. We've got more than enough people to go after. Like it's it's not by any stretch a niche market. It's something that's got, you know, a lot of players. Yeah. And it's great you got that passion behind you as well. And I think that shines through just speaking to you about it, being a footballer yourself. And there's so many amateur footballers you can empathise and identify with. Well, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast, Sport and Life. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Well, fascinating conversation with Mark Britton. Do check out soccersupplement.com. And that concept of specificity has always seemed strange to me that football's had the interest, had the attention, had the money, had the fervor, the passion. And sometimes from a sports science perspective, it's behind sort of lesser prominent sports like cycling, which have been so fastened in on those marginal gains and and that sort of um, those areas. But it's interesting, like I say, that it's amateur footballers are his big client base with his uh, co-founder, James. And it's it's worth checking out what they offer if you are looking to boost your performance in your five-a-side, seven-a-side, or maybe your professional footballer worth looking at maybe some of the the sort of lower leagues down the, the pyramid as well will start looking at, at things like that to optimize and get that slight advantage and just just feel good when you're playing football so appreciate that, that. check out soccersupplement.com thank you to my sponsors as well for the podcast bang Olofsson of cheltenham and serene av specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations check out bang Olofsson cheltenham website bno underscore cheltenham on Instagram and Twitter. Remember, they can source all types of equipment through that sister company, Serene AV, as well, audio, visual, big screens, whatever you're after, speakers, and deck out the whole house. There's some beautiful installations that Jason Briggs, the lead man there, has, has sent me on text of, of late, some fascinating projects he's been involved in. He's a he's a keen amateur footballer, runs a team at AFC Cheltenham as well, just north of the town here in Bishop's Cleef, beautiful village there. So he may have listened to soccer supplements with, with interest. Uh, so thank you, for Jason, for your support. Remember, if you're looking to have general immunity, optimize your immunity, company that we've had a relationship with for 20 years as a family, still pay for the supplements, should hasten to add as well, albeit a discount rate, is Cytoplan. And for you to share in that discount, the code at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk is Draper10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Appreciate your time. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did. I'm Ed Draper 81 on Twitter, Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram, on LinkedIn and other places as well. And also if you could rate the podcast on iTunes, any feedback, appreciate it, or whatever platform you're listening to. I think the 12 platforms the podcast goes out on now, which is great. And uh, the various corners of the the internet and it's uh, the infinite internet kind of mind boggles at all the places but wherever you could if you could pass on even to your friend or whatever word of mouth is always key as well i find so i appreciate you being here thank you for your time have a great rest of the week and weekend goodbye for now <laughs>